stocks to buy right now. That is exactly what we're covering in today's video. What is going on you guys and welcome back to the channel. A week ago, I did a video titled best stocks to buy. And I did very much like those selections. I like these two. I'm not gonna go as far as calling them the best stocks to buy, but I do think they're very fair additions if you are looking to deploy some capital. As always, do your own research and due diligence. I'm just sharing with you guys couple stocks that I'm liking. But starting with stock number one, it is the company Nutrien, ticker NTR.TO, the 2.88% dividend. This stock really doesn't get much coverage online. I'm not entirely sure why. Well, I kind of get why, to be honest. But uh, if you followed the channel for a while enough, you guys know I have talked about Nutrien over the past little while. They've actually started to trend decently well. They have come down about 30, 40% off their recent highs. And I think they've settled into a fair uh, price range to consider uh, adding uh, for a long-term position. And for those not familiar with Nutrien, this is the world's largest crop nutrient company by capacity. They're also the largest agricultural retailer in North America. So they own over 2,000 retail locations, obviously in many areas of the United States, gonna be massive. They do have exposure in South America and as well, believe it or not, Australia and a tiny speck in uh, Asia. So this is absolutely a stock that would classify in the agriculture sector. And really what Nutrien specializes in are a couple things, one being potash, as well, nitrogen, another big one. And these are key components in fertilizer. So fertilizing crops and goods and food. And I figure that as long as our population needs to eat and you know consume these uh, various things, there should, should therefore be a demand for uh, nutrients, products and services. Here's a fun statistic. Uh, the world's population is growing and we will be 9 billion by 2050. By then, we will need to make 60% more food in the same amount of land area. And I know there has been the emergence of all these other um, you know, alternatives and like lab-grown foods. By 2050, will we be there? I, I don't entirely know. I would speculate that there's probably still gonna be a need for fertilizer, at least in my opinion. But uh, let's take a look at the performance really briefly. We do see a big spike in 2018 when you're looking back historically. And this is of course when there was a merger that took place between Potash and Agrium, essentially creating this big giant player in the Canadian scene. Where we see revenues today at, they're at 38 billion, net income at 7.6 billion, and we do see a little nice growth uh, over the past couple of years. And fertilizer prices, I think, have played a big part in this. Uh, they are not at highs, but they are relatively high as to where they were before. They have come down a little bit. I think more important is actually in certain areas of the world, there has been a disruption in the supply. There's been a supply shock really. And, and I'm thinking here to areas like Russia and Belarus. Here's a fascinating stat that those two countries combined used to combine for 40% of global potash exports. Now in 2022, obviously with the situations uh, that ha are happening over there, Russia's production declined by half and largely in part to sanctions. Belarus declined by 61%, a very similar situation. And Nutrien has been the happy benefactor in a situation like this. It's helped boost their numbers quite a bit as of recent. I question whether this is a long-term, I don't really question it. You know, I say, is this sustainable long-term? I would say probably not. And you know, things would get back to more of a normalcy, if you will. But nevertheless, these have contributed as of recent. One thing I think that is worth pointing out with Nutrien is that Yes, they are exposed to these crop prices and fertilizer prices, but about 50% of their revenue, about half of the revenue does come from their retail side of things. So the stores, the private labeling, 
this side of the business is definitely less cyclical and analysts are expecting this part of the business to grow profits in the mid single digit through 2030. So steady, they have as well been optimizing it, getting a little more exposed to the digital e-commerce side of things. Uh, I believe that this does provide basically a stable base for the company, like they have, they basically have their retail segment kind of slow growing, and then you do have the more uh, cyclical nature with the actual crop prices and fertilizer prices and whatnot. And on the back of the strong performance that we just covered, they did just announce a 10% increase to the dividend, which is really nice. This was a big boost for Nutrien. This brings it up to 53 cents per quarter, which is the equivalent of 72 cents Canadian. I'm actually personally used to the stock yielding like four, five, six percent, so much higher than it was today. I actually used to own the stock Potash even prior to the merger, and back then it was quite common for the stock to yield five percent plus. So the two point eight percent dividend is a little bit underwhelming to me, in all honesty. But with a payout ratio of only thirteen point eight seven, I think it's a fair dividend nonetheless. They've actually been spending a lot of their cash flow towards buybacks, dividends not even being the major focus here. In summary, I do think that this is a fairly priced stock where we're looking at it today. Is it a great steal? No, not a great steal. Is it uh, overpriced? I don't think it's overpriced. I think it's fair. I think it can give investors exposure to agriculture sector, which is sometimes a tougher area to get exposure to if you are looking to diversify there. I think it's a steady play for the future. Again, with the fair dividend trading at $99.48. Stock number one today is the company Nutrien. Now, before we move on, are you a Canadian watching this video that wants to learn the ins and outs of DIY investing? If so, I'd highly encourage you to check out the Investing Academy. The Investing Academy is our program where we've worked with thousands of Canadians across the country, in many cases starting from complete scratch, meaning I've never actually invested before, maybe I've had mutual funds and I don't wanna pay any more high fees, Maybe I am investing, but I'm just not entirely confident in my portfolio. We can walk you through step-by-step step the entire way, teach you our process from the foundation, the fundamentals, the terminology, investment strategy, researching stocks, the whole nine yards. We'll be there to guide and support you the entire way. And of course you get to learn in a fun community-like environment where you can attend our webinars, you can watch a variety of programs, you can interact and mingle with all sorts of other Canadians who are looking to take control and get in charge of their investments. If that sounds like you and you are in the market for online training to fast track your learning journey, take a moment and click the link down below and schedule a call with our team. They'd be happy to speak with you. Now back to the video. Now stock number two for today's video is the company Amazon, ticker AMZN, trading at $103 per share. We have seen some recoveries in some other, um, you know, FANG, big blue chip tech stocks. Microsoft done well, Net Meta's done well as of recent. Amazon looks to still be trying to find their footing. And I personally sometimes really like to look at a high level for these different opportunities and where I'm looking to invest. This is one where I kind of identified the consumer discretionary sector, particularly in the US, has been one of the weaker performer sectors. On a one-year number, the sector is down 23%. And this is completely logical, just given the recessionary pressures and the inflation that you know we're seeing and exposed to here in North America. Well, it's quite obvious that people are probably gonna be spending a little bit less and maybe they'll cut back on their Amazon purchases or going out and buying whatever these uh, discretionary items are. That's definitely played a part. Big headline that jumped out was as of their recent report, Amazon reports their first unprofitable year since 2014. So a big scary uh, headline there. And definitely, like, like I said, the slowdown in numbers and the economic landscape definitely playing a part. We are seeing a slowdown in numbers, but really one of the big 
L's, so to speak, that uh, Amazon took was their stake in Rivian. Amazon's biggest contributor to the $2.4 billion loss was the Rivian investment, investment which suffered a $12.7 billion loss. And Rivian, for those not familiar, is the electric vehicle play. This one's pretty much gone straight downhill. Uh, down at 90%. Obviously, this has been very unfavorable for Amazon as of recent, but even putting the Rivian discussion aside, I think what a lot of investors are spooked about with the recent slowdown in numbers is that uh, you know the e-commerce platform isn't maybe what it once was and that their growth curve is over. We hear that all the time when a company posts a poor quarter or a poor year. I've seen it with Apple you know, time and time again. I think those are for the most part you know, overreactions. I do think that Amazon, you know, when you get so dominant and so big, you can't expect it to grow like it once did, you know, getting to this point, there is that maturation in the field, you know, maturing uh, of the space. But to say that the growth curve is over for Amazon is I think such uh, an overreaction. I personally have a lot of faith in Andy Jassy, who of course took over for Steve Bezos, uh, you know, a couple years back. And I really don't fault him too much with the performance. Like it's kind of crappy timing very crappy timing in all honesty to take over like one of the largest companies in the world when you're right at the edge uh, of a recession or you know a cycle starting to end it's tough and i don't think we should fault him for the performance uh, the recent performance of amazon this is a guy that has essentially taken you know amazon web services from inception like starting it and crafting it and making it this big massive success he's been with the company from 1997 i think there's a, a strong track record here of this guy probably uh, steering the ship in a good direction i think that if we zoom out a little bit amazon is a company that will continue to dominate the world in both the e-commerce space as well as Amazon Web Services. We've talked about this before in previous segments, so I won't go too deep into it, but they've essentially maintained their market share as the largest single player in the space. This has been very consistent over the past number of years. Uh, they're trading today at a price to sales ratio of two, uh, two times. This is below their five-year average of 3.66. I think the shares, like I said, are hopefully uh, starting to find a bit of a bottom trading at $103. I think at the end of the day, uh, Amazon is still gonna be a great hold for the future. I think it's gonna be a pivotal part of our lives as we know it. And uh, yeah, you know, we only covered two little segments today and barely touched on web services. And then we talked about the retail. Amazon still has a lot of other things going for it and a lot of opportunities that may lie ahead. You can do your own research and your own due diligence and let me know what you think of my picks down in the comment section below. Do you like them? Do you dislike them? Do you have any better stocks? If you guys enjoyed today's video, give it a thumbs up. Make sure you're subscribed. If you haven't already, go over and follow me on Blossom. There's a link down below at a username Brandon. You can see my entire portfolio. Join the conversation there amongst Canadian investors investors, completely free to do so. And of course, as always, be sure to check out the Investing Academy link will be down below for that as well. But as always, I thank you guys for watching. I hope you enjoyed and I'll see you in the next video.